Chapter Twenty Four of The Double Life of Mr. Alfred Burton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Warren Cotty, Gurney, Illinois. The Double Life of Mr. Alfred Burton by E. Phillips Oppenheim. Chapter Twenty Four Menatogen, the Mind Food it had been a dinner of celebration the professor had ransacked his cellar and produced his best wine he had drunk a good deal of it himself so had mr bomford a third visitor mr horace bunsome a company promoter from the city had even been more assiduous in his attentions to a particular brand of champagne burton had been conscious of a sense of drifting the more human side of him was paramount the dinner was perfect the long low dining-room with its bowls of flowers and quaint decorations delightful the wine and food the best of their sort edith looking like an exquisite picture was sitting by his side after all if the end of things were to come this way what did it matter she had no eyes for anyone else her fingers had touched his more than once the complete joy of living was in his pulses he too had yielded to the general spirit edith left them late and reluctantly then the professor raised his glass there was an unaccustomed color in his parchment white cheeks his spectacles were sitting at a new angle his black tie had wandered from its usual precise place around to the side of his neck let us drink he exclaimed to the new company to the new mind food to the new scientific diet of the coming century let us drink to ourselves the pioneers of this wonderful discovery the manufacturers and owners to be of the new food the first of its kind created and designed to satisfy the moral appetite we'll have a little of that in the prospectus mr horace bunsen remarked taking out his notebook it sounds mighty good professor it sounds good because it is true sir mr cowper asserted a little severely your services mr bunsome are necessary to us but i beg that you will not confound the enterprise in which you will presently find yourself engaged with any of the hazardous will-o'-the-wisp undertakings which spring up day by day they tell me in the city and which owe their very existence and such measure of success as they may achieve to the credulity of fools let me impress upon you mr bunsome that you are on this occasion associated with a genuine and marvellous discovery the scientific discovery sir of the age you are going to be one of those who will offer to the world a genuine and absolutely genuine tonic to the moral system mr bunsome nodded approvingly the more i hear you talk he declared the more i like the sound of it people are tired of brain foods and nerve foods a food for the moral self professor you're a genius i am nothing of the sort sir the professor answered my share in this is trifling the discovery is the discovery of our friend here he continued indicating burton the idea of exploiting it is the idea of mr bomford my young friend burton you at least must rejoice with us to-night you must rejoice in your heart that our wise counsels have prevailed 
you must feel that you have done a great and a good action in sharing this inheritance of yours with millions of your fellow creatures burton leaned a little forward in his place professor he said remember that there are only two small beans each less than the size of a sixpence which i have handed over to you as to the qualities which they possess there is no shadow of doubt about them for i myself am a proof yet you take one's breath away with your schemes how could you out of two beans provide a food for millions the professor smiled science will do it my dear mr burton he replied with some note of patronage in his tone science the highways of which to you are an untrodden road i myself am a chemist i myself before i felt the call of assyria have made discoveries not wholly unimportant this afternoon i spent four hours in my laboratory with one of your beans i tell you frankly that i have discovered constituents in that small article which absolutely stupefy me qualities which no substance on earth that i know of in the vegetable or mineral world possesses yet within a week the chemist whom i have engaged to come to my assistance and i will assuredly have resolved that little bean into a definite formula when we have done that the rest is easy its primary constituents will form the backbone of our new food if we are only able to reproduce them in trifling quantities then we must add a larger proportion of some harmless and negative substance the matter is simple no worry about that that i can see mr bunsen remarked so long as we have this testimony of mr burton's and the professor's introduction and explanation we don't really need the bean at all we've only got to print his story get hold of some tasteless sort of stuff that no one can exactly analyze and the whole thing's done so far as we are concerned of course whether it takes on or not with the public is always a bit of a risk but the risk doesn't lie with us to control it depends entirely upon the advertisements if we are able to engage rental and raise enough money to give him a free hand for the posters as well as the literary matter why then i tell you this moral food will turn out to be the greatest boom of the generation mr cowper moved a little uneasily in his chair yours mr bunsom he said is purely the commercial point of view so far as mr burton and i are concerned and mr bomford too you must please remember that we are profoundly and absolutely convinced of the almost miraculous properties of this preparation its romantic history is a thing we have thoroughly attested our only fear at the present moment is that too large a quantity of the constituents of the beans which mr burton has handed over to me may be found to be distilled from oriental herbs brought by that old student from the east however of that in a few days time we shall of course be able to speak more definitely mr bunsome coughed anyway he declared that isn't my show my part in this is to get the particulars of this thing into shape draft a prospectus and engage rental if we can raise the money i presume mr burton will have no objection to our using his photograph on the posters burton shivered you must not think of such a thing he said harshly mr bunsome was disappointed a picture of yourself as you were as an auctioneer's clerk he remarked thoughtfully 
a little gay in the costume perhaps rakish looking hat and tie you know and that sort of thing leaning over the bar say of a public-house and a picture of yourself as you are now writing in a library one of those little articles of yours the two together now one on each side would have a distinct and convincing effect burton rose abruptly to his feet these details he said i must leave to mr cowper you have the beans i've done my share the professor caught hold of his arm sit down my dear fellow sit down he begged we have not finished our discussion the whole subject is most engrossing we cannot have you hurrying away mr bunsome's suggestion is of course hideously philistine but after all we want the world to know the truth but the truth about me merton protested may not be the truth about this food how do you know that you can reproduce the beans at all in an artificial manner science my young friend science the professor murmured i tell you that the problem is already nearly solved supposing you do solve it burton continued supposing you do produce a food which will have the same effect as the beans do you realize what you are doing you will create a revolution you will break up lifelong friendships you will revolutionize business you will swamp the divorce courts you will destroy the whole fabric of social life for at least a generation truth is the most glorious thing which the brain of man ever conceived but i myself have had some experience of the strange position one occupies who has come under its absolutely compelling influence the world as it is run to-day could never exist for a week without its leaven of lies mr bunsome looked mystified the professor however inclined his head sympathetically it is my intention he remarked in drafting my final prescription that the action of the food shall not be so violent if the quantities are less strenuously mixed the food as you can surmise will be so much the milder a gentle preference for truth a dawning appreciation of beauty a gradual withdrawal from the grosser things of life these may perhaps be conceived after a week's trial of the food then a regular course of it say for six months or so would build up these tendencies till they became a part of character the change as you see would not be too sudden that is my idea bomford we have not heard much from you this evening what do you think i agree with you entirely professor mr bomford pronounced for many reasons it will be as well i think to render the food a little less violent in its effects mr bunsome began to chuckle to himself an imperfectly developed sense of humor was asserting itself it's a funny idea he exclaimed the more one thinks of it the funnier it becomes supposing for a moment you all take it so seriously supposing for a moment that the food were to turn out to really have in it some of these qualities what a mess a few days of it would make of the stock exchange it would mean chaos sir it is our hope the professor declared sternly our profound hope that this enterprise of ours will not only bring great fortunes to ourselves but will result in the moral elevation of the whole world there are medicines patent medicines too which have cured thousands of bodily diseases why should we consider ourselves too sanguine when we hope that ours 
the first real attempt to minister to the physical side of morals may be equally successful burton stole away in the garden he found edith they sat together upon a seat and she allowed her hand to remain in his i never knew father so wrapped up in anything as he is in this new scheme she whispered he's even worse than mr bomford burton shivered a little as he leaned back and closed his eyes it is a nightmare he groaned have you seen all those advertisements of brain foods the advertisement columns of our magazines and newspapers are full of them their announcements grin down upon us from every hoarding do you know that we are going to do the same thing we are going to contribute our share to the defilement of journalism we are going to make a similar appeal to the quack instincts of the credulous she laughed softly at him you foolish person she murmured father has been talking to me about it for hours at a time you are taking it for granted that they will not be able to transmit the qualities of the bean into this new food but father is sure that they will supposing they succeed why should you object why should not the whole world share in this thing which has come to you i do not know he answered a little wearily and yet nothing seems to be able to alter the way i feel about it it seems as though we were committing sacrilege your father and mr bomford and now this man bunsome are entirely engrossed in the commercial side of it if it were to be a gift to the world a real philanthropic enterprise it would be different the world wasn't made for philanthropists dear she reminded him we are only poor human beings and in our days we have to eat and drink and love if only mr bomford he began she laid her fingers warmly upon his arm mr bomford was coming across the lawn towards them if you go off alone with him burton whispered i'll get back the beans and swamp the enterprise i swear it if you leave us alone together she answered softly i'll never speak to you again she sprang lightly to her feet come she declared it is chilly out here tonight we are all going back into the drawing-room i am going to make you listen while i sing mr bomford looked dissatisfied he was flushed with wine and he spoke a little thickly if i could have five minutes he began edith shook her head i am much too cold she objected besides i want to hear mr bunsome talk about the new discovery have you found a title for the food yet she walked rapidly on with burton mr bomford followed them we have decided he said to call it menatogen end of chapter twenty four recording by warren cotty gurney illinois